0: What would the 10 out of 10 you be doing on a daily basis? How would you describe yourself with no labels?
1: Welcome to Awaken Greatness, the essential podcast for dreamers, action takers, people who want to reach your full potential and business owners that want their company to reach the next level. Each episode is a treasure trove of resources and tools that will explore the latest trends, actionable strategies, and the mindset shifts necessary to turn your dreams and aspirations into reality. Brought to you by the Dream Leaders Institute and hosted by Dr. Cliff Fisher. Tune in, turn up your dreams, and let's awaken the greatness within you.
2: All right, tribe. Welcome to Awaken Greatness with Dr. Cliff Fisher and Jonathan Dunn. Brought to you by Dream Leadership Institute, where we awaken your greatness and give you the tools to find and create your greatest self and raise the consciousness of the planet. This episode is epic for me, Jonathan. This is our origin. So where did this all come from? Because I know this was in your head. And so I'm like, man, and I know we've had the conversation, but I can't wait to hear it again. But where did this whole Dream Leadership Institute, this greatest version of yourself, where did all these thoughts start with you?
0: Well. You know, as we were talking before this program started, you know, we, we can give the very, you know, in-the-now answer, but it's actually very, very, very nuanced. And a quote comes to mind from Charles Bukowski of, "Do you remember who you were before the world? told you who you had to be?" And you know, we're really asking the people watching this right now, you know, thinking about your own level of happiness. Do you remember who you were before the world?" told you who you had to be. So I think the dream leadership answer really starts, hate to admit these sort of things, but about 45 years ago when I was six and all I wanted to do was sit by the family pool and save bugs out of it. And my mother would come out and say, what are you doing, son? And I said, well, I'm saving bugs out of the pool, mom. It makes me very happy. I want them to be able to go fly home and have dinner with their families and wanting to save stray animals and and really just kind of really, really getting to the core of it all. Just, just loving those things the way I wasn't being loved at home. And I really think that was the beginning of the process. Wow. And then. You know, I believe as children, at some point, sadly, many of us experience something traumatic happening and and losing our happiness. And I I remember as a child losing my happiness and going down that road that so many go down in their lives of not having the tools to really understand where it comes from. And and that in the restoration of my own happiness involved getting a high paying job, having a nice car, having the best clothes on the block, having two golden retrievers, and then just just really none of that stuff. not not, not you know, none of that stuff doing it and, and and just realizing, you know, and maybe we'll do that story at another point, but the skinny of it is I, I made an attempt on my own life in in nineteen ninety-six. And what ultimately saved me, surprisingly, was when the operator, and it was a uh, a Humana or Cigna that I had called, emergency line on my, my medical card, and they had said, what are you calling for? And I said, well, I don't know why I'm calling. I'm trying to end my life right now. But I thought I owed my father a call to you before I expire. And the lady said, suicide? Did you say suicide, sir? This this is my first day on the job. Could I put you on hold for a couple of yes. <laughs> minutes? And I was to the stage in my garage of where I was coughing a lot at that point. But the minute I laughed, I went, holy cow. I'm capable of being happy again. And that kind of went on to the next leg of the journey of really learning that the happiness we're looking for it really does come from within. And then of course I went on as you know to have my daughter Kaylee and I think that's really really where Dream Leadership Institute got got most of its legs. In 2008 she was 9 and that was when the economy crashed and you know I had slipped into the role that my father had had, had, had been where I was just a provider. I was trying to keep a roof over the head. I got home on my birthday, which is nine 11. And there was a card waiting for me. And on the card, I flipped it open and I got home at about 10 o'clock at night. So I didn't see my own family on my own birthday. And, uh, you know, it's tough to admit that, that I was once at that stage in my life, but I'm sure a lot of you people watching this right now are, at a similar stage. And I opened the card up and she said, dear dad, you're the greatest dad in the whole wide world. And it hit me like it hits me all these years later. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing the generational sins down to a new generation and I'm, and I'm failing at life. And I said, what would happen in my life If I did become the greatest dad in the world. And I'm not just talking about being a good dad, an average dad. I said, what would happen if I became the greatest dad in the whole entire world? What would your lives look like if if, if you wanted to attach that to any title you wanted? And I I went on that journey of of learning how to be that. And I think that's really when the Dream Leadership Institute was born, was was in that moment. Because on that journey, I learned that 85% of families are highly dysfunctional. I learned that 75% of the world Literally 7.5 out of 10 people have been traumatized or betrayed by someone who was meant to love them. When when you think about that, there's 8.2 billion people in the entire world and 7.5 out of 10 have been traumatized. You're talking about over 6 billion people. I apologize if my math was a little off there. I tried to do that off the top (laughs) of my head. I think it's probably right. No, you start to understand why the world world is the way that it is. You know, you 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 look at pictures of little children, you know, in their kindergarten and first grade, and they're smiling, and their whole lives is out of them, and they become a hardened criminal twenty years later. Why is that? Because we just keep passing that trauma down generation to generation to generation. And you know, you might get the best tip of the whole podcast right here. You can obviously tell I'm very passionate about it. And when you're really passionate about something and you have this amazing amount of energy, it's probably a good indicator that you should do something about it. So all of that trauma and all of the unhappiness in the world and, you know, people being stolen away from their families by greedy corporations I said, man, in like this world, people growing up, not talking about dreams and getting together on a Friday night and getting sloshed, talking about how crappy their lives are. I said, I'm going to do something about it. We're going to do something about it. And that was really when Dream Leadership Institute was kind of born without an exact date. I love it, John. And Jonathan, I know we've talked a lot about
2: some of those stories and it really brings up a bunch of things in me. And one of the biggest things that brings up is a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm going to create a company and then they're going to write their mission statement out for it. I think we did it the right way. You know, we had a mission and then we created a company to support that mission. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think if like, if you don't have a business, we all have a life. And so we need to write our own mission and then live a life that would represent what our personal mission is and that's mm-hmm. truly at the end of the day why you and i teamed up with dream leadership institute and you know are part of it like there's so many reasons honestly yeah. um i was in a similar place i was lost I'd, I'd i'd created a lot of success in my life and then still had some of that emptiness and i was like oh i just need to do more business i need to do you know that space but i really loved when you touched on happiness comes from inside what i would love for you to share is I think some of my favorite spaces, because we both had these different journeys and similar journeys, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I know you started a gym and I feel like that gym was that, that practice place for you of really helping people bring out their greatness, not only physically, but you created an emotionally safe place. Mm -hmm. And one of our core values, our number one core value in Dream Leadership Institute, Gensh, I was literally like from my, from our relationship, born out of that space.
0: We we were talking about how long this podcast could be. And I was, you know. I was glancing over some of the questions and uh, like the start of it. And it is a very, very, very nuanced answer. So we'll go back in time a little bit. So I, I went off on that track as well of going to college, getting a job. And I, and I had that corporate job. And we all know what happened in 2001. And our company, which nine one one two thousand one, that was a Tuesday. That happened to be when our corporation, not Dream Leader Institute, the corporation I was working for, had their sales meetings. And I had I had went up to the boss, and I said, "Boss, I I, I can't believe this." And everyone was crying. And I said, I- "I'm going to go ahead and and head home." And uh, he told me if I went home, I would be fired and I wouldn't need to come back. And uh, I went, wow, these people really own me. And this is a crappy feeling. So we step into the sales meeting and the boss says, I know thousands of people just died, but we are a business and we're here to make money. Oh, so that corporation has since went out of business, by the way. I'm sure you could imagine why. But what happened there is I went home that night and I said to my wife, "I wanted to come home early, but they wouldn't let me and I said, "So here's what's going to happen, dear. I'm going to open a wellness facility. Cliff referred to it as a gym, but sometimes the connotation of that is a smelly place for metals playing <laughs> around, and it was it had a little bit of that, but it was more of a wellness facility, and my wife said you are well, what's going to be your differentiating factor. And I said, here's going to be my differentiating factor, dear. Now I'm going to date myself here, but there used to be a TV show called cheers and their theme song was, you're going to go where everybody knows your name. And they said, I'm going to open a gym wellness facility and it's going to be the cheers bar of wellness facilities. Now, you know, we had seen that program, and uh, she goes, what precisely do you mean? I said, I'm going to care about people on a deeper level than they ever comprehended being caring, cared about. Once again, you go back to that, do you remember who you were before the world told you who you had to be? My desire in life was really just to care about people all along. And that gym, wellness facility, kind of became the minor league's of now like the World Series Championship Dream Leadership Institute because I got to see how rewarding it was living out my own personal mission statement every day, which was leaving every customer who came in the door better off than when they came in. And of course, knowing them by their first name basis. And that was where I taught this philosophy called Genshine because I wanted the wellness facility, everyone there to feel safe and welcomed and at home to where their wings could sprout out and they could learn to fly. And that means simply you never talk to or treat another human being in a manner that might make them feel small. You never talk to, never treat someone, and really never touch anyone as well in a manner that might make them feel small. And that's where I first really tested that concept in there of how a business could run on one singular philosophy of just being Genshai. And, you know, once again, to give the really heavily nuanced answer, uh, a man many years later started attending my gym and uh, he became my best friend. And very shortly after he became my best friend, he stopped showing up. And the reason he had stopped showing up was he had gotten a terminal cancer diagnosis and he had a three-year-old daughter. And he ended up contacting me and saying, this is why I've disappeared. I'm dying. And he just couldn't tell me about it. And I became part of his team, trying to help him get healthy enough to have an experimental surgery, which it didn't happen. And he ended up, I was with him shortly before he died. And it broke me up big time inside. But he told me as well, you know, always follow your heart, start with your heart. And uh, I was very, very, very broken. And I had felt very helpless in the situation, Cliff. And that was when I made the proclamation that I never, I never wanted to feel helpless again. Now, that's not reality. But the point of the matter is I armed myself with as much knowledge as possible to be as helpful as I could possibly be. To every human being, because obviously it was meant to be bigger than just the wellness level at a wellness facility. And that was yet kind of another hallmark moment of really what became Dream Leadership Institute. So going on the journey of being the best dad in the world, uh, starting a business of being the most caring company in the world at that spot. And then losing my best friend, Jay, and wanting to arm myself with as much knowledge to present as much value to as many people as I possibly could. And you can, you can start seeing all of those pieces really come together. I love
2: all the stories and all the people you've helped. And the one thing that came up for me is like, one of the things I've seen that Dream Leadership Institute has really done is actually heal you and your wife, Jennifer, like I've really seen a healing between just like you, like her being that space to help ask the questions and then you asking the questions and like both of you. And I know obviously our relationship more, but like, I've just seen you grow into such an amazing man through the same tools and techniques that we use and the same questions we ask. And the thing I most admire about you is you're so congruent about using the tools. So it's not just like, Oh yeah, do this. Cause it's the right thing to do. You do it. And you're like, Oh, you, this will help me get to here. And then that's how we start to introduce the tools.
0: Everyone has had that boss in their life that says to you, there's nothing I'm going to ask you to do that I wouldn't do myself. (laughs) And uh, that's how we know all of these tools work, because they have been field tested through some challenges you haven't even heard about just yet. But just imagine the worst possible stuff that could happen to a little kid, and that was really my beginning in life, and a lot with Dr. Cliff as well, and why him and I have so much synergy because we know they work and it it helped deliver us from some stuff that would uh it'd make your stomach stomach crawl, but you know one of our key philosophies is that. We're here to become the greatest versions of ourselves. We're we're here to reach our potential as, as human beings. We're here to become arete, which is a Greek word for reaching your full potential. And the foundation of my wife Jennifer's relationship is we both clearly know one another's definition, and we are supporting each other to that. Because that is what is meant to be the foundation of all relationships is lovingly helping one another reach your potential as a human being, which when you factor in the trauma statistics, when you factor in the dysfunctional family statistics, what we find is as a society that really less than 10% of people are actually reaching their potential every day. And by the way, that's where that happiness really lives In reaching your potential. And and, and by the way, like, you know, what 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 is our full potential? You know, I'd invite everyone to write that down. Like, what what would the 10 out of 10 you be doing on a daily basis? How would you describe yourself with no labels? You know, the person who loves you the most, what are they going to say about you when you're gone? And what you'll find within all of that is your potential. And when you're surrounded by people. Who are doing that? It is an incredibly happy experience. And by the way, just so you know, it's your full potential is not a selfish thing. My full potential is very simply described as I've gotten to a place where external factors don't impact me and I'm able to be loving for the 960 minutes that I'm up each day. And when that's your target and you're surrounded by other people with similar targets, uh, you start to understand it can be a very beautiful life. That I love that, Jonathan. And where I've really seen it impact, like we have five different
2: chiropractic offices that are all in this program we have called the Dream Team Program. Mm-hmm. And I love the the thing we got out of this was like the only reason, way a business can reach its potential is if each team member reaches its, their potential. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> what we've seen in that, and we've been in, doing the, the program for seven Oh, seven months. We're going on our seventh month right? and every single team member, it just feels different. We're all supporting like, what's your greatest version? You know, that like, I don't know how many times I've heard, well, that's not very again, shy to say, cause a lot of <laughs> times we have negative talk. Like, oh, that wasn't very good. You know, we're all humans. Yeah. So it was, it's been an awesome transformation in the culture of our office. We felt like we had a good culture and it's just up leveled it so much. And so all these things, again, we're not saying this is a good idea we're running successful businesses were working with like literally, you know, hundreds of clients and making these changes and helping people see what's really possible. One of my favorite quotes or sayings I got from Dr. Stephen Franson was, be careful how you define success because you'll chase it the rest of your life. So the core, the foundation of Dream Leader Institute is like really diving into what is success like for you and how can we support you?
0: Absolutely. And, and by the way, everyone, as I mentioned earlier, at one point, my definition of success was what to me represented happiness, mm. a house, a white picket fence, a car. By the way, none of these things of which are bad, but I believed it was an external definition of success and that's never going to fill that void. So I invite everyone, you know, I was, I was talking to someone the other day. If you ask a thousand people, do you want to be successful? One thousand people are going to go, well, of course I want to be successful. Do you want to be successful? But, but how many people actually really ever even write it down? And why don't they write it down? Because they don't really believe it's possible. But I ask everyone who is watching this. Constantly challenge your own definition of success. It is never quite what you think it's going to be. So challenge it. Like I said, the the foundation of mine is for the 960 minutes I'm up each day, that I'm loving. And it's, it's real love, by the way. Of course, there's more elements, but that's part of it.
2: Yeah. It's been really interesting because not only is Jonathan, we're partners in this, but he's also my coach. So Mm -hmm. he has a great way of loving you and loving doesn't always mean being nice. It's loving sometimes is pulling that like, and he never pushes me to do something I don't want to do. He's like, but you said you wanted to do this. So is that congruent with what you want at the end of the day? And it's been a real eye opener for me in my relationship because I can get pretty addicted to work. Like I, I do love to work. I love to help people. And I just see the fruit of that. And sometimes I neglect my relationships. So with this, what it's done is it's really allowed me to be a better husband, be a better dad, be better doctor at work and um, be a better leader. So, you know, the Dream Leader Institute has really, it will really help you shift and define and then be that example. Because how many people, you know, are that example that they want to be for their team, their wife, their husband their kids and you know they let other people define it rather than you defining it and being that greatest version from that point so so i think i have one more question for this episode Mm -hmm. and so the evolution of the dream so over the years your understanding of the of greatness how has that evolved what are some of the pivotal moments that have reshaped your perspective on this
0: This is another, this is a whole episode by itself, by the way. (laughs) It's a, I I hope you find yourself in the story and this is not scripted at all. I'm going to just go off the top of the cuff here. So as a child, I faced a heavy level of abuse psychologically, physically, sexually, every bit of it. You know, homes are supposed to be places of safety, which it wasn't. And then on top of it, when I went to school, it was the same exact thing. Imagine every day of your life as a child, never feeling safe. So one day a family pet died and to overcome the grief, we went to the movies and it was James Bond. So as I'm sitting there in the theater, I was like, if I'm just like James Bond, all this stuff will stop. So my life became about being like James Bond and not being me and that didn't work. But then there was a new movie that came out and it was Rocky Balboa. And it was, man, if I could be like Rocky, all this stuff would stop. So then my success and all of that was surrounded around being someone who I wasn't. And then when the Rocky thing didn't work, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger came out with a movie called The Terminator. I didn't terminate anybody, but suffice to say, that was my definition for a long time was being tough like that and really masculine and being able to, you know, beat back the barbarians at the gate. So I went through all of those stages. And then, as I said, you know, the car, the house, the white picket fence, and none of that stuff did it. And as fate would have it, I needed to go through all of that so that I could empathize with people who are in a similar journey. And at the end of it all, the true success was just being that loving little kid who sat by the pool. And loved on things. So now that is what greatness means to me. But I went through all of the stages. But once again, what, what does greatness mean to you? What what will they say about you when you're gone? You're going to find the answers in there. But what I work on more than anything, each day is increasing my capacity. To love, because at the end of the day, that is a common thread that we all have.
2: Such a great story. And where it took me,
0: uh, Jonathan, was
2: to be able to love everybody else, you had to actually love that little boy and embrace Mm -hmm. that little boy. And so often, I know doctors I coach or other people that I coach, Mm -hmm. the hardest thing for them to do is really totally and unconditionally love and accept that person they were that got them to that space they are now. And so to watch your evolution in that has been remarkable.
0: No, we do. We all have to go back and learn to embrace that inner child. And I mean, you know, it's no mystery for the longest time. I I hated him. I even remember a time when I told my mother he had to die because she didn't understand how I could stand up in front of stages of people now and talk. And I still had so much animosity towards it, but as I reflected back on life, this beautiful little kid who just wanted to save bugs out of the pool, the horrible things that happened to him and and how he went through it all, I come to realize now, I was like wow, that kid was a bigger badass than Rambo ever could have been. To have survived all of that and not grow bitter over it and to bring that amount of love into the world, there is no Hollywood movie that matches that.
2: So true. And so as you guys kind of listen to the, this, will probably be two episodes, but as you guys finish the second part of this episode, like, you know, what are the pieces in you that you're pushing away, that you're not embracing, that you're not loving unconditionally, that you're not saying, wow, that that little boy or that little girl brought me here. They kept me safe so that I could be this next iteration or this next expression versus saying... Like what uh, Jonathan was saying, like that, that person needs to die. I want to disconnect because when you don't embrace that, you're not authentic and you're not that full human being that God designed you to be. And so as you start to listen to this, and I think when, as we go through this podcast, it's truly, we need to raise the consciousness of the planet because when you're talking about safety as a little boy, like that's one of the things I hear about my wife. Like, I think we need to protect each other and take better care of each other and ourselves. And the best way to do that is take care of us first, then we can take care of others. But if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't take care of others. And so, Jonathan, I really appreciate this. I look forward to the next probably two or three episodes diving deep into this origin. And I appreciate the vulnerability, Jonathan. That's one of the things I've always admired and appreciate about you. Because when you're vulnerable, it allows other people to be vulnerable and I think that's one of the places we've connected. So thank you so much, Jonathan, for being here. And thanks so much for creating Dream Leader Institute. If you guys are curious or want to know more about it, we have a website, Dream Leadership Institute. You can also click on the um, button below. We'll have attachments that you can go right to our website. And if you want to schedule a call with either Jonathan or I or Nathan, we have a bunch of coaches that we can connect you with depending on your needs. So thank you guys so much for joining our first and second episode. We really appreciate you guys and, um, have an awesome day. Thank you very much. And dream on. I think that's one of the things that we don't do enough of. We don't dream enough.
0: Any closing thoughts, Jonathan? Well, (laughs) I do feel one, one thing on the top of my head, you know, in, in the nuanced answer of how Dream Leadership Institute really came to be, kind of the point where everything converged was when I had a really harsh tragedy in life. And a mentor of mine, a gentleman named Charlie, one of the most beautiful people I've ever met, he encouraged me to read the book Man's Search for Meaning
2: mm-hmm.
0: by Dr. Victor Frankel, which this book is free on Audible. It's it's that transcendental, but Dr. Frankl's whole family was killed in Auschwitz, his parents, his wife, and his unborn child, and he, he wrote that book off you know what he had went through there, and there is a bunch of key points in the book, but one of them is to, to make all of the suffering of your life go away, create something beautiful from it that in turn will benefit countless people. And I will tell you, that is really the final nail that led to Dream Leadership Institute being born, was making sense of all of that suffering, creating something beautiful from it, and knowing the harsh statistics about that in the world, of doing that with countless people around the world. And we start to see how we came up with the line of raising the consciousness and awareness of the planet. But that ultimately is how you will make your suffering go away by creating something gorgeous from it. Mm. I love that. And that's how we awaken greatness. It's
2: not on the outside, it's on the inside, and we just need to wake it up. So thank you so much, Jonathan. And you guys, Tribe, have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, dreamers, action takers, people and business owners reaching your potential for joining us on this journey to awaken greatness. We hope today's episode has sparked new ideas, ignited your passion, and brought you a step closer to realizing your dreams. If you're inspired to take action and eager to learn more, visit the Dream Leader Institute's website, dreamleaderinstitute.com. There, you'll discover a wealth of resources and tools tailored to help you and your business reach its potential. Already making strides and looking for additional guidance? Dr. Cliff Fisher and our team at Dream Leader Institute are ready to assist you in navigating the path to success. Stay connected with us for more insights and strategies. And remember, your greatness is waiting to be unleashed. Let's continue to dream audaciously, take action boldly, and transform dreams into reality. Until next time, awaken your greatness.